The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I wasn't yeah. saying that in like a pejorative squad. Bad way. It's oh, like no, this is the terror squad of 2015. This is a team. Yeah, squad goals. Yeah, Andrew, I missed you. I haven't no. podcasted with you in a very long time. Yeah, we did that one NBC. I was in the office for like a day. Yeah, um, about Earthbound. Yeah, that was a while yeah. ago. No, no, we didn't. We, didn't we do one with me, you, and Jose and Perry like a month ago? I don't, I, don't know, I don't know. And then we did. Uh, I was in the comedy. <laughs> 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 you, you were giving me the finger while you were drinking. Okay, well, you were like, I have a podcast with you. So yeah, people listen to the show; they can't see. It's a visual medium. Let's get to have you back. So wait, we can't curse anymore. Do we go to obscene gestures? Is that the idea? Yeah, probably. Well, I have to be leading this thing, so I'm not going to be writing down the curses. So there's probably going to be a lot of curses in this. Yeah. Of course, this is the internet's number one PlayStation podcast, and as so, we're going to talk about a whole lot of things PlayStation. Uh, We're going to talk about the little kerfluffle that that caused over the Vita, whether the Vita is a legacy hardware or not. Yeah, the whole talking about all things PlayStation might have gotten a little smaller. Might have gotten a little smaller. Here and forever. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, XCOM 2, which everyone's stoked for. Not coming to PlayStation. That's right. How the hell is no. that happening? Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll into see. that. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what the hell the Sony first parties are up to. We'll talk about what dormant franchises we want to return. Uh, we're going to, of course, talk about E3. That's yeah. what we do. Yay. So, Yay. Um, oh, my God. It's so soon. It's two weeks from today. It's press yeah. conference. It's day. hard to believe oh it's that soon. Hard to believe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Vita had a weird little week uh, last week. So they mm-hmm. they backtracked. Yes. They on did. so like the the basic news is that um, during presentation, uh, Andy House said uh, referred to the Vita as a. You call him Andy House. Should I not? I mean, he's Andrew House, but I didn't realize you guys were on like oh, colloquialism. I'm sure I, you can call him Andrew House. Is it weird now? <laughs> Did I just out our relationship? <laughs> is he, is he, is he, is he wow. Drew, Drew House? Andrew okay, House? I'm sorry. It sounds like you made that Andrew House we call. <laughs> Oh, that was in my head. I just did it. wasn't at my lips. A PlayStation home. We That's have a um, a ice cream store called Andy and Andy's Ice Cream. No, uh, so during presentation, <laughs> during like an investor <laughs> presentation, he uh, referred to the Vita as are. a legacy platform. Yep. Uh, they they backtracked later and said he was referring to the phased out like fat Vita, the OLED Vita, yeah, and that he wasn't referring to the uh, Vita Slim. Do you buy uh, that? Yeah, maybe, I mean, I this is a matter of what audience he's speaking to. I, I mean, yeah. when he's talking to us, maybe he doesn't want us to hear that. When he's talking to people who are investing yeah. money, yeah. it's possible to speak two truths at once. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I think that's a good point, and I think that's something people forget at this time of year and in earnings calls and at E3 is that yeah, like E3 is primarily a show that's not for you and me, right? It's right. not for well, I mean, we're for the press, so I guess it is, but it's not for like the public. It's mm-hmm. more for like you know buyers and like retailers and you know investors and things like that. Um, so that said, like I do think that he may have meant it to some degree. You're smiling at me. Why are you, why are you I, smiling? I'm just thinking about Obi Wan Kenobi saying, "So what I told you was true from oh. a certain point of view." Ooh. You're like a, you're like a swamp ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, look, I don't. I don't think they're going to stop active development in every Vita project mm-hmm. or anything. I don't think they're literally considering a, a legacy the way PSP is or like PS2. Yeah. Um, but I do think that we're going to see. Less or fewer, you know, first party games made for it. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's what when, when a lot of people wrote in asking, like, what do we think Vita's presence at E3 is going to be? And I said, I think it's going to be tied to whatever indies are on Sony stages. And I think whatever indies are on there are going to be PS3, PS4, and Vita. Like, yeah. predominantly, like, they're going to be cross by, yep. cross save. That's going to be awesome. That's what I love. But if you're expecting Infamous, if you're expecting God of War, if you're expecting that Bioshock game, mm-hmm. you shouldn't expect that because that's foolish of you because that game is not coming out. <laughs> it's, it's that was never actually a video game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, the, the the number I see batted around is around 10 million, uh, usually for the install base on this thing. That's you know that's slightly more than the Sega Saturn yeah. of all things. You know, I, it, 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 there's there's not a huge group, but there's another side of this coin, and that's that the people who buy Vitas 
buy video games. Mm-hmm. They sure. buy lots. Yep. Yeah, and the attach rate is insane. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the difference. But it, well, not difference. I mean, the Saturn was the same way. That was the hardcore gamers, the import gamers console uh, at that period of time. And I think the, the parallels are, are somewhat appropriate there. Uh, it, it seems like nowadays you you can be a, a system like that and not fail in the same way. Like we we saw so many handhelds and consoles burn out in the in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whereas a system selling you know, even half that many units now might actually stick around a little longer. Mm-hmm. Like the Wii U's not doing terrific, but it's 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 getting games still, you know. I like yeah, the Vita's, Vita's not dead in the water and Vita's, it's been kind of on life support for a few years, but And unlike Wii U, like Vita is part of this larger ecosystem. Yes. Like it does have very like tangible ties to PS4 and yep, it is yep. like a like remote play is awesome. Mm-hmm. I would say remote play is like legitimately one of the coolest features of the PS4. Can't do it without a Vita. Mm-hmm. Um and I think there's value in that. And I think like stuff like MLB, like the show, like it does make sense to have an on Vita. I do like the cross save stuff. I yep. think they'll keep doing that. Like I think things like that I can see on Vita for the foreseeable future. I just think that yeah, I agree with you. Like I don't know that I'm gonna say we never see a one last ditch effort for like a God of War or a Infamous or something. Yeah. But or maybe we start seeing some more ports. It's like it's very, PS3 ports yeah. down or something. I mean, but. that would be interesting if you know the the um, Uncharted trilogy, the Uncharted collection that we all assume is going to be revealed at E3. If something like that oh, was man. also on Vita, it, it would be. Do weird. you think Uncharted Three could run on Vita? No. no. I mean, yeah, I mean, like Golden Abyss is. It oh, looks. Great. I mean, so that's, that's the yeah, thing. But, it's like very but it was built for the ground up. Yeah, very yeah. early on in the Vita's lifespan, we got. I mean, got Golden Abyss at launch, and then we got. Uh, I think what the next year was Liberation. Yeah. Um, AC Liberation, like these gorgeous mm-hmm. yep. games that did. They were ri- original. Kill Zone. Yeah, yeah. original. The original Kill Zone yeah. game is yeah. gorgeous. Yep. Um, and that's yeah. technically the same engine as the, as yeah. the PS3 games. But well. again, if you don't think you're going to sell enough of them, yes, Vita owners do buy video games, and some of them would go out and buy this. But I don't know if you're going to be able to make the case to continue through a long development cycle for a AAA caliber Vita game. I think yeah. the days of seeing Vita games for sale in stores yeah. are pretty much over. Well, especially yeah. because oh, a, a lot of those first-party published games. I think I think Freedom Wars is yeah. the last I official first-party game, and if you look at like Little Deviants, Unit Thirteen, like those studios closed like immediately after. Uh, Gravity Days Two is being worked on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that well, that's the big question now, right? Yeah. Like, what if it's PS4? What if it's yeah. yeah? I mean, they 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 soft announced it. What was that? That was like a. Gamescom like mm-hmm. two years ago, I think. That was back when you were IGN's news editor. Yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> God, those were the days, huh? But um, and okay. yeah, now now I think like, what if that is PS4 only? Like, it's yeah. probably both. But like, Sony's this weird history of announcing Vita games and then kind of backing off of it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Sound Shapes, you know, started yep. Vita and then kind of moved its way up, which is awesome. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. Sound Shapes, I I actually do play more on my PS4. But it's a great Vita game, and if it mm-hmm. had been an exclusive Vita game, I think I don't know if it would have moved units or anything, but I think yeah. it would have still been just as good of a no, game. No, I feel I feel like I've I've kind of alluded to this before on the show, but I think even aside from sales, the vision of trying to create the AAA home console experience on a small screen in any handheld anywhere just never really works. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I think even yeah. on the iPhone, most people aren't really playing games with headphones on. They're not playing. Uh, like they're they're checking their email every now and then or getting texts like that sort of immersion that you get of sitting on a couch with surround sound headphones and playing something like Bloodborne like people just aren't looking for that yeah. On, yeah. on a handheld like, I can play Bioshock on my iPhone but I would never but why do would it. you do that yeah. Yeah. right yeah. Yeah. so why go to the trouble to create something original when it's so darn expensive yeah. instead totally. you can create the kind of games that have made Vita thrive these these wonderful kind of mid-tiered and independent games that work really well in a handheld experience look yeah. beautiful yeah. on that screen like I think and, about like you know, Guacamelee sound shape stuff like that where it's yeah. fantastic on Vita but then you know trying to play something like Killzone I'm like it's cool and it's awesome they're doing this but like this is how I want to play a shooter yeah yeah, yeah. yeah or even like something like Broken Age, which is like perfectly great on other platforms, but I'm really enjoying it on Vita. Like I actually mm-hmm. am enjoying it more than when I started yeah, on my I'm Mac. I'm hoping uh, Blood Bloodstain. That's the name of it, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Igarashi's Kickstarter. Uh, yes, it's just it's, trampling it's all hit his it. goals, but its yeah. next goal I it think, is like is 11 Vita, days Vita, left. Which yeah. that would be like a, I would love to play that. That's a kind oh, of perfect. totally yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, on, it's like it's a bummer because there are so many good ideas that could have been viable on Vita like um, the Batman Arkham Origins yep 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 what was that called Blackgate uh, or Blackgate 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 Bloodgate yeah. Everything Black has blood Gate, in the title. I can never no, remember. I think, it was Black I think it's Black, Black, Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate. Blackman Origins Blackgate. <laughs> <laughs> yikes! <laughs> well. <laughs> All right, well, that's that was a yikes of the week starring Marty Sleeve. <laughs> Everyone notice I'm the only one not laughing. <laughs> yikes Ooh. of the week. I'm not even repeating the name of that. Wow. Anyway, I think. Um, if you're was... a Beyond fan, mock up that boxer. I know, don't do that. <laughs> don't even do that. That was uh, by Armature. That had yep. Th- yep. I was more excited for that than a I was for Arkham Origins. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And then 
when it came out, it just didn't quite work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there have been a few like liberation. Well, to be fair, was, that I don't think that was really a great game. Like, no, that that's was what kind I'm of, saying, I, that was more of the yeah. issue. But like, I think I, I think on paper that if that had I guess what I'm saying is if that had been a great game, like yeah. could it have changed Vita's tides? Well, like, or if well, like you're, you're sort yeah. of thinking if that was a great game and if Vita was selling more, would we be getting these sort of secondary experiences to all the big triple A's? Yeah. Yeah. Would there the be a a Witcher Vita game that's exactly. different than Witcher Three? Would right. there be a Shadow of Mordor game that's maybe yes. like a two D thing? Well, because that's the thing. Like, there's no third party. Like the the if you look right, if you look at Killzone, if you look at Uncharted: Golden Abyss, like obviously those are first party games, but you're really not seeing very many of those experiences that are by third parties. Yeah. yeah. There was obviously AC Liberation, but that was in 2012. Yeah. And it's like there hasn't been, or maybe 2013, but there hasn't been another... No, it's tough. <laughs> L- losing losing Monster Hunter for that time to 3ds. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that's, really yeah, that's huge. Yep. Uh, that, that I was mean, hard. I mean, that's the thing. Like Vita, I, Vita is like I'm, I'm not saying this hyperbolically. Vita is probably my favorite system that I own. Mm-hmm. I think I spend more time because I travel a lot. Um, or just I did in my previous job, and I'm, I kind of am now. Like I spend more time with my Vita than any other well, console you're or homeless. handheld. You don't have a home. So. Yeah. I am technically homeless right you're now. Vita, your junkyard dog. You're Thank you to Greg and Colin for letting me stay on the couch. <laughs> you're living under your Vita right now. Yeah, but um, I love the Vita, and I. I I really do think like it's a great little system, and I think like there have been a lot of third-party efforts that tried and maybe didn't quite live up to what people mm-hmm. were hoping for. I would hate to see the Vita go away altogether. Like I like that indies are, are keeping it alive. There are a lot of cool games coming that have Vita ports. I mean, like Broken Age is awesome. Yep. Um, there are I don't know. Like I guess my brain is blanking right now, but there are a lot of indies and stuff. Brain blanking. Like, most of the I was going to say most of the Telltale stuff ends up on there. You know, yeah, which Telltale is like, stuff. I, I always I'm excited for Severed. Yeah, severed. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I, the, the there are a lot. Uh, Hyperlight awesome Drifter, I think, yeah. is a Visa version. Um, there are a lot. Like there are a lot of cool upcoming indie games that oh, are still going to be portable. Like you said, last year at E3, like you went to the Sony's booth and there was just like two dozen yep. Vitas lined up with all sorts of rad games. Yeah, well, it, that it they becomes, don't talk about in the press conference. Mm-hmm. It becomes yeah. a boutique system at this yeah. point, and, and that's what it, it always was to a degree. But you know, that's really okay. The yeah. world needs its its Neo Geos and its Sega Saturns. It yeah. needs this, yeah. this thing that you know this is this is the game to impress your or the console to impress your friends with. I mean, yeah. you know, go out there and play wonderful things. The games designed for hardcore gamers are going to be targeted at this more and more here in this last end of the cycle because they know what the audience is going to be. Also, they know with, the attach rate. with PlayStation yep. Plus, it's one of those things where, like, every month I get a cool game to play in my yeah. Vita. Yeah. A lot of times Seriously. I'm like, I already own this, but this is awesome that people can now play yeah. Mohoka. But it also, like, I think the, the Vita was obviously very slow, like, early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a lot of people did miss, like, Uncharted Golden Abyss and Unit 13 and these games that I think so, got yeah. you know like you mm-hmm. look at them if you didn't want to buy a Vita and you looked at them and you were like eh like I don't really need to I'm not going to buy a Vita for this like you know B-list Uncharted game or like yeah. whatever people thought it was upon first glance but then if you like picked up the cheaper model picked up the Borderlands 2 bundle or whatever and now you have it like yeah like if you go back and play it for free oh wait that Uncharted game is really good and, like well, oh, I, Gravity, Gravity, Gravity Rush, Rush is, is really good yeah. The, yeah. the Vita was sort of it was kind of uh, created underneath that old Sony mentality of like you know let's make this boutique very expensive system mm-hmm. with proprietary, that has proprietary memory, memory yeah. and, and that 3G what was up with that what yeah, they never I mean, really did anything no like no that. one knew what that meant I or, think Mark Ryan is the only one I know who still has a 3G yeah that he and, like it's, and it, it's it's like you look at the Sony now that's just like the way they came out at E3 two years ago being like our system's cheaper and you can trade games and everything's free for a blah 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 it's a nonstop party everyone wins mm-hmm. and a couple of years ago they were just kind of like this was a couple of years after they were like six hundred dollar PS3s and you'll get right. a second job and then they were like <laughs> <laughs> and then they they were like, look at the Vita, you know, and they, they started talking about like I remember they were they were talking about like the handheld ghetto and like we're gonna take the handheld out of the ghetto. And it's like well, the ghetto's fine. Like we wanna be in the ghetto. The ghetto's really fun, it's cheap. Like and it's where 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 you see people playing handheld games now predominantly are on their iPhones and they're playing like short easy, whimsical, fun experiences whereas, like, deep, immersive things are just not really there. So, I like, I feel like it's a weird product of its time but the way it will be remembered will be positively. People yeah. will look back at the oh, Vita yeah. with, with a, they'll, they'll really cherish it. And no system ends like, yeah! yeah every no one video, ends with a mic yeah. drop. It's like yeah. a low death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every yeah, video yeah, game of. system ever dies slowly. There's like these whimpering dies, swan songs. It dies with a that, FIFA game that only comes yeah. out in Brazil yeah. six years yeah. after. I, I, exactly. I think the original, most positive podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the original PlayStation is the one kind of glorious exception to that because they had the backwards compatibility built right in. Sure, yeah. sure. And so you were just sitting there going, and the thing, you know, you had it, 
good PlayStation games ended right around the moment that good PlayStation yeah. Yeah. Well, PS2. Yeah. I think yeah. 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 PS2 had a graceful death also. PS2 was just like and Kingdom Hearts 2 and Persona 4 like yeah and just that beautiful slim model in the very Well even 5 years after that you were like oh you're still alive like there were still PS2 games You got a Madden game? Yeah. Um yes I agree with all that. Um we'll see what Sony has up to I don't I don't think the Vita is dead yet. I do no, think that like no. yeah, indies will keep it alive for at least another year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think there there are games that are great on it. it it's funny yes. though because the games I play, like I don't use touch and I don't use like I remember when they first announced it as the NGP, whatever year that was, twenty eleven, I guess, it was like, oh my God, like it has every feature you could ever imagine in a handheld. Mm-hmm. Like they were mm-hmm. just like every single thing I could think of. They, yeah, it was the, it was the in. Homer Simpson car on paper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, I don't use any of those features. Well, because like, we, everyone sort of overwhelmingly hated using a lot of those features. Like yeah. rear touch really didn't work with a lot of stuff outside of like tearaway and a few other things. And that's the thing, like tearaway is the perfect example of what I think the Vita could have been because yeah. tearaway is so good and so smart and a little bit clan of Vita is really, really yep. good too. Like yep. it uses yep. those features in a smart way. But the early games, like Liberation, like Uncharted, it just felt a little more gimmicky. I mean, the yeah, launch of any system the does that. Exactly. And I don't know. Yeah, I honestly, think to me, Tearaway is the only one that's done it right. And we're going to talk mm-hmm. about Tearaway later. But yep. Oh, are we? I love Tearaway. Yeah. It's a good game. Yeah. It's right. the Jared Petty of games. Oh, that's how you end the, the people's game. Today. That's how you end a segment. Andrew, thank you for being so sweet. Uh, thank you for being you, you Jared. You guys are Let's both, get ice cream. After. You guys are awful. I'm really yeah, good. Right. I like ice cream. You, know, you should have. You know who has a great relationship? Marty and I. We just hate each other. All the time. <laughs> we just, we're but we love each other. other. I, love, I love that you tweeted him. Uh, having you back in the same continent is insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> we, Marty and I had a Twitter war a couple months ago that was just one of my favorite things think, we've ever yeah. done. What, what yeah. was the nerd fight about? We, no, we were just, just we were just like very we, mean to each other on Twitter for no reason. Each other, how like much we were enjoying this. Yeah, people like, man, you guys seem really angry. You guys breaking up? Is this like repressed sexual tension? No, we're just like we're just making fun of each other because we're both cartoon characters yeah, we're both yeah, ugly awful alcoholic <laughs> bastards okay yeah that's a real talk you don't have to censor any of that no Leave it we're in good there. Well, what real. would be censored there I don't know why don't you figure it out do you have to censor the word bastard Jon Snow says it all the time you want some too you want to come you want to come get some yeah I can take it I can come Seth Green <laughs> no you're coming with me to get ice cream you don't need to go over there and Andy and Andy's uh, ice cream for the love of Christ I'm trying to segue to the second story 20 minutes into this goddamn podcast welcome to our new sec- segment for the love of Christ <laughs> Uh, I'm not writing that down. Whatever. I have to host a show. I'm not going to write that one, I yep. swear. Um, <laughs> XCOM 2. That's IGN's, uh, IGN first. For the month of, uh, for the month we of need to start a list June. called PlayStation Please. Games. <laughs> <laughs> games that are not um, announced for PlayStation but should. Like this, Tomb Raider, and a bunch of other ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like just that. those two. That's actually yeah. a really just good those. idea, and Brian. Mario Striker. <laughs> <And> Mar- <laughs> Where's Mario Striker? I'm still holding on to that one. Uh, I like that game. Yeah. Uh, Tim Wizenhunt wrote in and it's said Mario and Soccer. What could go wrong? <laughs> have, Everything have, could go wrong. Have you ever played Super Mario Strikers? Yes, I That's have. a wonderful game. I'm Italian. I grew up playing Super Mario Strikers. That was my. What? That was, my, that was playing kickball. That was my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> the dinosaur from next door is coming over against Mario Batali. Oh, there's Wario. <laughs> Wario's here. He's gonna fart on the ball and kick it through the net. What the hell is wrong with you? Tim Wizenhunt wrote it. Beyond. 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 Today's Beyond. Idea first revealed a game that I'm super excited for. XCOM 2. Mm-hmm. Well, I was catching up on my Twitter feed at home this morning and saw that Ryan McCaffrey posted a link to the announcement. I literally shouted in excitement. Much to my dismay. He That's also, awesome. I like the idea that he's his wife is like, is everything okay? I was about to say his mom. We think Tim is different ages. I guess you could have a wife and a mom. You have a wife and a mom, right? Yeah, a lot of people have wives and moms. You look at me like I'm an anomaly. Uh, you are. Or like he's 100 years old. Yeah. Uh, but much to my dismay, he also said it will, be on, it will not be on consoles, and he'll explain why later. That is a new story we have going up, I believe, later this week, maybe later this month. Friday, I think. Mm-hmm. Friday. Uh, all that setup leads to my questions. Do you think Xbox 2 or XCOM 2? Do you think Xbox 2 will come to consoles? Well, XCOM 2 come to consoles. Uh, have you had a game that you were very excited and become walled off due to some form of platform exclusivity? Brat, brat, pizza whistles. Ooh, comedy button references. <laughs> That's my show. That's my show. Um, Isn't that a debriefings reference? Pizza whistles? Yeah, pizza whistles started way back on yeah. the IGN debriefings. Oh, I remember. Are those like candy whistles? Yeah, they're like whistles made of pizza. It's hard to explain. Okay. Let's just power That's through great. it. We got through All the right. question and then yeah. just went right back into the flag. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Vietnam War. <laughs> so do you think XCOM 2 will come to home consoles? We'll talk about that soon, I guess. The answer no, is I mean, no. So the answer is no. Uh, yeah. XCOM 2 is uh, PC exclusive. So the mm-hmm. PlayStation Please list now only has one game right, on it, but, okay, but not including Mario Striker. <laughs> the thing, <laughs> the thing uh, in this industry is that, like, yeah, I, I believe them when they say they don't have plans for it, but it's like, 
yeah, they probably didn't plan to put Bioshock and iPhone, but like that happened eight years later. And also like, XCOM 2 Game of the Year Edition or XCOM exactly. 2 mm-hmm. Enemy Within. It, didn't like, uh, Mikami say if uh, Resident Evil 4 came <laughs> to any other platform, it would literally cut off its own head? Which is the best. Yeah. And we haven't seen them since. No. no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing, right? So in, I, like, obviously it's trite, but never say never. Like, I, I really do think that, yeah, down the road, let's say XCOM 2 sells super, super well. Like, mm-hmm. if they can find a way to make it work, they'll bring it to the I'm laughing. You say never say never. You're like a Demi Lovato movie. Mm-hmm. But not Demi Lovato the, movie. But yeah. at that point, yeah. not in the foreseeable future. Uh, as for stuff being walled off by, by content, I mean, every Nintendo game ever. Uh, you know, that's that's something that gets walled off, and, and yeah. Yeah. we've gotten I mean, used to the fact that we're not going to play like, that across. But platform. growing up, did you guys ever just not have a console where you were like, man, I wish I would have? I wish I would. Like, yep. I never had a Saturn, so I never mm-hmm. got to play uh, Panzer Dragoon Spy. Like, yeah, I was or, super late to PS One. Yeah. I was like not a PlayStation kid at all. Like I was very into Nintendo, and then I got a PS One very very late, and, yeah. and so like I was trying to play catch up for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like it's more. Last generation, it was more about like when they were playing like the the back and forth of exclusives. Like I remember, really wanted to play as the Joker in Batman Arkham Asylum, but you could only do it yeah. on PlayStation. And I was yeah. playing on Xbox. So I, that stuff, stuff like really that. annoyed me. Yeah, I, I bought um, an X or a um, Xbox to play Red Dead because mm-hmm. I had been a PC guy yeah. up to that yep. point. Mm-hmm. And yep. I went out and bought a console to play Red Dead. I was primarily playing PlayStation when Alan Wake came out, and I was like, oh, I really want to play Alan Wake. It's like stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different for us now because we just sort of, as our jobs, we have access to these consoles. We sort of sure. need to have these consoles to stay up to date on things um, I yeah. also I feel like nowadays it's a little more acceptable or kind of uh, not it, it's it's like you should be a little bit more platform agnostic and I know this is a PlayStation centric podcast sure. but mm-hmm. like you should like we're adults grow up like play games on other platforms it's just a plastic box that yeah. has video games Nobody but cares. I understand yeah. like the price the sure, that, that, well, that's, that's the one real. That's thing. a different thing. I think like the yeah. fanboyism and the actual buying a separate console for for a game. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that like every every system launch. Like, I bought my Xbox One at launch, and I still don't really know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. I yeah. did because I was just like, there's going to be some cool experiences there, and I didn't really find them. For I a buy while. every system at launch. And then yeah, buy myself I do. I, I do yeah. the same exact thing now. No, I don't. I don't buy systems at launch. I, I bought a Wii at launch because I had a good launch library, and I was very happy with it. But yeah, I wait. What Wii Sports? What was the good? No, you had Wii Sports. You had Wii Sports. Oh, that's right. Zelda. Well, if you hadn't played it, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you had Zelda, you had Wii Sports, you had um, the, the stupid Rayman game where you threw cows. That was cute. You had WarioWare Smooth Moves. Yep. Uh, you had Paper Mario well, within the, the first like month. You had yeah. uh, Trauma Center. Uh, Trauma Center. Yeah, you actually, it had and a really cut, good you launch. You cut a man open in that. That's um, right. There yeah. were, there were right, some take it back. Fine really games. Plus Virtual Console, which God, was Jerry, amazing at the time. being so mean to me right now. Well, take yeah, it back. Uh, <laughs> I just But having said that, then you know you have other things came along later, but. I'm a cheapskate. Uh, I mentioned buying an Xbox not here on the PlayStation podcast. I bought that at that point because it was cheaper than mm-hmm. the PS3. Yep. Uh, yep. And I think the price, you know, it's these things are expensive. Yeah. I know, admittedly, mm-hmm. like I get, I get kind of, and I know I just went on a mini rant about fanboyism, but I get kind of pushed away by some PC gaming stuff when mm-hmm. it's like, when it seems like the only way to play it is on the best PC in the world, and I don't have one of those or mm-hmm. the capacity to go build one. Well, yeah. don't let don't let those guys fool you. I, I, I PC is still my home platform. And despite what you hear most of the time, if you knock something down to moderate settings, you can play it on a moderate PC 90% of the time. Yeah, and, like, seriously, like, I think, like, the the whole Steambox initiative, like, is a viable... So I know. I, I can't wait to really see that. Think that's. I mean, for someone who specifically said what he just said, who doesn't yeah. want to spend, you know, twelve. But Goldfarb, you were also like, you were penning those stories about the Steambox stuff when you worked here two years ago, and you're yeah. back, and that still hasn't come into fruition. Sure. Yeah. Okay. In, in I, I don't way. think it's a viable platform in terms of like. I think the, well, well, the idea yeah. of it was, but yeah. You know, well, whatever. okay. Again, yeah, you know, yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about that though. Is my living room right now is a PC rigged up to my television sh- set running Steam uh, with their cool little whatever the interface is called for Steambox that they planned, and it runs there. I sit there with. A, a controller and control my uh, PC pretty much like a console mm-hmm. and use it the same way. And the web browser's built in yeah, but and the game just, browser's you built wi- in. And, you're wired. But it wasn't special. hard. It <laughs> wasn't just, okay, you're a different type of I thought you were going to say you're wily. But this was not a hard thing to set up at all. Uh, I feel like you're the kind of guy that can get away with like, like a there's an outlet in the corner that has things, six things plugged into it. What, right? what, do you, yeah. what do you mean? Like uh, outlet, like the the like uh, Christmas story, Christmas tree thing. Yeah, oh, okay. and your wife's just like, I understand him. It's okay. <laughs> I don't have that luxury. There's some truth. Goldfarb stayed in my apartment for two weeks. It's very minimal in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. There's there's a Brian Altano corner. Oh wow! So, uh, what you, is the Brian Altano corner? Just, What's in it? It's a prison. It's a big picture of a <laughs> pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Lots and of a spaghetti. Ma- a map of Italy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is weirdly accurate. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um. So we're going to talk about games that are coming to, to PlayStation, but we're mm-hmm. going to talk about, well, not necessarily coming to PlayStation, but we're going to figure out what the hell is coming to PlayStation because uh, we got a letter in 
Ooh, look at that segue. That was a good segue. Yeah, from Kevin Behar. What do you guys want to read this? Oh, letter? I thought that was going to go pe- Kevin Bacon. It was so close. No, it was Kev- Kevin Bacon writes this podcast Joy so Joy Behar's often. husband, <laughs> Kevin Behar. Six degrees of <laughs> Kevin Behar. Did I, did I ever tell you about how... Uh, never mind. You might no, you tell I saw about Kevin Bacon's... Uh, Schwantz? Penis at <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con 2012. Like, at the Hard Rock Hotel. We were both going to the bathroom at the same time, and their bathroom was a trough, and there are no... Uh, yeah. There are no dividers, yeah. and we were next to each other. And you looked? I looked. <laughs> What'd you think? I mean, it was, it was nice. It, I don't know. It was fine. It like, shows it up in yeah. Hollow Man. It's on film. Like, you can see it in a movie okay. if you no, want. No, but it was invisible. I saw this. <laughs> it was not invisible. It was visible to the naked eye, and that was my eye. Wow. Uh, Brian, you want to read this? The, the I don't want to read anything <laughs> now. <laughs> to Kevin Bacon's attorneys, to, to send your libel suit, uh, contact... <laughs> I said it was nice. Man, it's like that trough at 21st Amendment. It Kevin Behar asks, hey, Bianco, Sony currently has 12 first-party studios under their belt, and only five <clears throat> have natively released a game while Studio Japan and Sony Santa Monica have taken on more of publishing roles with Bloodborne and The Order 1886. Sony also has deep relationships with various studios outside of their first-party stable, i.e. Housemark, Quantic Dream. This begs the multi-million dollar question, what the hell are all of these other studios up to? Some studios have multiple teams, i.e. Naughty Dog, Gorilla Games, Media Molecule, which studios will be showing off their games at E3, and which studios will be showing their games at Paris Games Week. Which studios are you anxiously awaiting a reveal for? Fingers crossed for Gorilla Games Project Horizon to be at E3. Thanks, and keep up the great work beyond. Also, Andrew Goldfarb sucks. (laughs) It doesn't say that. I have the paper, Brian. I added that. Um, They're all making The Last Guardian. Right, exactly. It's a, it's a group damn. effort. Well, I mean, I, th- I think it's really, interest- yeah, how many think it's really interesting. <laughs> how many soldiers need to fall into that hole from 300? <laughs> the last, everyone's thinking the last Guardian. Come on. I love that image. It's just developers piling it's up. It's like lemmings, but yeah. like each one's like holding See, at least I'm going to make a reference to that dumb movie. <laughs> Um, I, th- I think it's interesting because I think the first party studios, everyone feels like they're so shrouded in secrecy. And it's like, yeah. what are they doing? Are they just hanging out? But at the same time, like, we do know Gorilla has a project and we do know Media Molecule has a project. Like, so it's not like, yeah. like they do have something happening. Yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, obviously they're all working on something. Sony right. Bend is working on something. Quantic exactly. Dream is working on something. But yeah. we well, are. But Quantic Dream isn't owned. Like, Quantic Dream is. Sure. Yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, that's and, and that's what's interesting, right? Is like, they're. There are clearly like a trillion PS4 projects in the works, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. plenty of these first-party studios have cool stuff happening, maybe even beta stuff. But like, I think that like Media Molecule was on stage with the tech demo, and they were like, "Yeah, this will be part of our PS4 project." Yep. And yep. Gorilla, mm-hmm. like, obviously there is like a, a very that heavy-handed dinosaur open yeah, world. Yeah, we've seen concept art for it exactly. So it's like that sounds so awesome. I mean, yeah. like, I don't know. We were talking about this last week a little <clears throat> bit. Like, I would rather that stuff stay like quiet and then when they're ready to announce it they announce it but rather just, than if they announce it this E3 and then it takes four years to come yeah. out everyone freaks out but I understand mm-hmm. people's frustrations because when you look at uh, first party lineups like the first party Microsoft lineup is a lot better right now I know. because we yes. have like we know Forza 6 and, and Halo 5 and, and Gears Fable. of War and uh, that Fable's uh, <laughs> well but it exists yeah, like whether yeah. it's good or not but where you have like with Sony you're just like man aside well, from Naughty Dog like, <sighs> yeah and the bigger problem is that they did that thing I think it was at Gamescom two years ago where they literally were like all oh, these studios are working on PS4 games and they showed all our logos really? and then we've seen like later. two of those announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, like, I, I don't know. That. Supermassive isn't first party, right? Uh, the Until Dawn dudes. Yeah. No. No. So we have Sony Bend. We don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks Siphon Filter, but I don't know if that's a thing people care about anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I have no. I mean, God, Sony Bend has been working on something for a years. pretty long time. Because, yeah. like, was their last. Did they do anything after Golden Abyss? I don't think so. No. Crazy. Yeah. And no, I mean Santa Monica obviously has. I mean multiple projects. Well, they said there's a God of War. Yeah, 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 and they're they're helping like uh, they're helping Giant Sparrow with uh, right. Edith Finch. Yeah, the the what is it? Uh, the X Dev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the X Dev. Yep. Um, yeah, and then but then we have like you know we assume a Gran Turismo is being worked on by Polyphony. <sighs> yeah, uh, and they said as much to us uh, mm-hmm. years ago. They would at least do a PS4 version. Yeah, um, if I, not something new. I would be willing. I think that Media Molecule is working on something with Morpheus. I feel like that's a really that's like yes. a tight fit. And that's the thing, huh. right? I, yeah. I think yeah. that might be, be cool. what the delay has been. I I know because um, originally it was like that thing was like very move centric. It was sort mm-hmm. of like you were controlling like a mm-hmm. puppet thing. And apparently, like Evolution had, I think it was Evolution. So there was like some kind of VR central dev unit within one of the studios. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I I think Morpheus is actually a really interesting game changer. I think Morpheus could be what has what has been the holdup for all of these. Yeah. Um, I would hope, just like we were talking about with um, Vita and some of the gimmicky things, I would hope that it's sort of like games that are coming out natively to PS4 with 
like enhancements if you get Morpheus mm-hmm. or like a Morpheus version or something. But like I would hope that like we don't see these studios making Morpheus only games. Yeah, you don't games? want to see them yeah. divide their install base. If there's that, that and it's just that I'm personally just not I'm never gonna be a VR guy and that's that's totally not me. Thank trying. you for saying that by the way. Because well, I'm, I'm right not, there with you. Yeah. I don't want to be closed minded about it and I will always try things and, and maybe I'll change my mind. But it's like oh, I really? I've never <laughs> I've never He uh, likes ice talk, cream. Let's talk after the show. <laughs> I've never uh Worn glasses, um, and so when I go to a 3D movie, I'm, I have a point. I, I promise I'm coming around. Well, I've worn glasses, but I've never like had my own pair of glasses. Thank you for the offer there. You're back on my good list. Thanks. Um, uh, in case you're listening and, to this on uh, your headphones, that was just awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I go to a movie and wear 3D glasses, it's like super distracting to me, and I'm not immersed in it. And with VR, at least what I've experienced so far, like strapping that thing to my face, like no matter how incredible it is, it is just for me personally, like very, very hard to feel immersed because I feel the weight of this thing. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because mm-hmm. I, I feel like it It takes those sort of moments, those epiphanies. Like Max went over it, what was it, like uh, two months ago or so. Yeah. He was talking about his Morpheus demo, I think, yep. from GDC, yep. the one where he yeah. was the dude who was like strapped to the – he was like with the interrogated and everything. That sounds awesome. And yeah. he, like his story was like that was the moment for him where he was like, oh, my God, I get it now. It like sold VR to yep. him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm personally too – like I've had really cool tech demos, but I'm still waiting for that thing. I, that, I, I agree with what Goldfarb's saying though in that like if we are kind of in the middle of – a drought-ish of first-party developed software on the PlayStation 4, then I wouldn't want them to split those hairs and start Mm -hmm. making Morpheus-exclusive stuff. Like, I'd rather be able to say, like, oh, these guys are making this thing. I can play it on PS4 uh, rather than it... uh, All of our... We're moving all of our studios to these, like, headset games. We've also just seen this so many times. Like, every dev does this. It's like, your console is doing well. Like, let's... Or every publisher, rather. Like, let's keep on that train yep. I think Sony's yep. smart enough to do that but it's like don't do the connect and the move and all that thing where there's suddenly another peripheral and you have to it's another barrier to entry where you have to buy this other thing to make it work like mm-hmm. I think Sony at this point by how they've made every correct move so far this generation mm-hmm. I think they get it and yeah. I, I would think that they've learned their lesson from past stuff and they're just gonna say hey like this is our rad new PS4 game this is the new Gran Turismo but if you have Morpheus it's even cooler and you can now, do XYZ I think No Man's Sky's gonna be the same thing uh, but yeah totally all that said all that said, I think you to make this thing run, you are going to have to have at least one exclusive killer. Mm-hmm. It needs a killer. Oh, yeah. I, sure, I think sure. you need something that only works with this. Yeah, that, that is compelling and says to you. And by the way, and even yeah. it's, and it may be the pack in. I mean, this may be you're going to need a Super Mario Brothers for this thing, whether you pack it in or sell it. Yeah, that's I mean, a fair point. It works either. both ways. Yeah, you can't put it out to die. The connect, yeah. the connect comparison is a good one, and not in that we're calling this like a. A broken gimmicky peripheral because all no, signs show that it's not. Oh, but, yeah. but Microsoft specifically called the Connect. They treated the Connect like it was a console launch mm-hmm. in yeah. the middle of last generation. They said we are coming out with this new peripheral, but we were treating it like it's brand new hardware, and we're, we're having a midnight launch for it and everything. We're treating this like it's a brand new console, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something Sony's going to have to do, and you guys are right; it's going to have to have exclusive games for mm-hmm. it. What, and what Sony could do that Microsoft never did with Connect is actually give me a reason to buy the thing besides what looked like mostly Wii knockoff. I mean, uh, the Kinect's yeah. full potential right. was never explored. Mm-hmm. Uh, VR, there are things you can do with a VR game that you cannot do any other way. Well, I and think if they can give me that. I think that the target audiences that w- that VR are reaching for are inherently much older than anything that the Wii Remote or the Kinect well, ever did. Because the last yeah. thing you want to do is take a seven-year-old kid and put a helmet on him. I mean, yeah. or maybe you do if he's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but also, VR <clears throat> is so much bigger than video games. Yeah, yeah. Like, VR is going to be. Putting yourself at sporting events, putting yourself at concerts, mm-hmm. allowing to putting it on, and all of a sudden it's a live feed of a of a cafe in Rio, mm-hmm. and even yeah, yeah, sitting like, in a in a gorgeous corner on a sun baked day. That's what that's the Google I/O thing head. they just yeah. showed, like the adventure thing. Google yeah, Googleio. It, it's also that. Um, <laughs> it's also that. Uh, I love that. I should not love that. <laughs> it's even as simple as like I can be in my apartment watching a movie. And instead of watching it on my 32-inch TV or whatever, I'm suddenly feeling like I'm in a movie theater, and it like looks as though it's and like. I, and I can commit a home invasion. You don't even know it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. But all, I, <laughs> that's gonna be my favorite thing. I'm so <laughs> glad you said that, though, Marty, because I mean, there is a reason that Facebook bought Oculus, and we, it's kind of gone quiet after that. Like, oh well, what are they up to now? But you know, if you go to back to your William Gibson and stuff, this this really does have the potential to be like a world changer. Yeah, uh, and we're not thinking of that in that terms because we're thinking video games, but. Yeah. Oculus or or Morpheus or one of these really could change the way we interact with each other. Well, and that's what everyone you know everyone talks about. Video games are an input and feedback loop, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like the the input has generally been 
you know, you're holding a controller in your hands or occasionally it's you are the controller with Kinect, like, or whatever. They try motion, try touch, whatever. But the feedback is the thing that has largely remained. I am looking at a screen and there's a digital character on it. And I know, like, I know that limit. I know that there's like that glass wall between us. Theoretically, like VR is the end goal of it is for that feedback to be as realistic as the conversation we're having right now. Yeah. So it's like it is as though there's someone right in front of me and I'm so immersed that I look to my right and I don't see my like living room wall. I see a, like an empty field next to me and I see mm-hmm. like I left this house and I turn back around and I can see that house behind me. Like, yeah, I, I think like there is potential. For there is that. something so tragic about all of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just something agree. really dark and really scary and yeah. dystopian about all that. Yeah, and I totally. think it's amazing. I think it's wonderful that I can go see. Uh, I can go to like s- my niece's birthday party from across the country, even if she hasn't been alive for ten years or <laughs> wherever they're going with this. No, he's actually talking about something that could yeah, happen. I'm, in our I'm world building yeah. the tragic escapism that yeah. will come with these things, and there's yeah, something or, really dark about all this. And I think it's yeah. fantastic, but yeah. I also think that like you kind of uh, there should. There's no way to say this the right way, but I think that like there, I feel like there there needs to be a certain level of acceptable psychological evaluation before you're really allowed to immerse yourself into <laughs> well, one of these things. And think about full it full time. Think about 600 hours in The Witcher or whatever, as it is right now, just with a controller in your TV. Imagine trying to get out of that world if you're that obsessed with I it. Couldn't, and if I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. All encompassing. Yeah. Like it's gonna be one of those things where it <clears throat> breaks. It breaks reality for you. I feel like we just sound yeah. like old men right now, though. No, I mean no. like <laughs> no, no. This this is this is important. I mean we're all you know increasing. There's there's fewer and fewer reasons to even leave our houses. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, uh, if we don't have a job that demands we come in or something in manufacturing or we have to interact directly, you know, we can do our shopping this way. We can have our food delivered to us. We can, you know, blah blah blah. And yes, it sounds we're like old man great, but the fact is, we might be forgetting about something so core and genetic that we're losing totally. Touch with and I feel like what we you, are. you could put somebody in front of the most beautiful real thing in the world right now, and they will rather look at their phones. Yeah. And that's already like this tiny screen that we carry everywhere that is escapism for us. Um, and losing, losing touch with the like even the basic realities of going out and talking to people yeah. or meeting pe- people or visiting places or it, like having yeah. a human interaction. In exactly. some capacity. It, it, I'm sorry, Marty. Go oh, ahead. It. it can make us conservative. It can make us narcissistic. It can make us self-absorbed. It can make us forget that we're a part of a larger Marty whole that have to watch this. out for each other. I mean, it, 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 yeah. I, and uh, I, I think that that can be a danger yeah. where we become it, so it's absorbed. It's scary too. Yeah. Like I went to the Virgin Islands uh, like a month ago, two months ago, and like I just deleted work email from my phone didn't look at anything yep. remo- literally yep. like deleted Facebook deleted Twitter just only had my phone on me like in case I got lost and needed maps or whatever and like having that break was like I haven't done that in my adult life yeah. it was yeah. incredible yeah. so we were we were talking about this this morning. Yeah, how we were I just about. did this too. Yeah. yeah, tell us about that. Um, so I just I just came back from a two week honeymoon in Europe, and speaking I, I of went. Italy. Speaking of Italy, I went to uh, <laughs> France. I went to <laughs> I went to a bunch of places. No, you, that, you took a train over to Italy, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I did. So I I, so I can actually speak of Italy. Um, but I went on my honeymoon, which is great. You know, like you you find someone that you really care about, and you go on adventures, and that's that's awesome. You know, and it's 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 very different than than a lot of what like we. I think that the thing is, I travel a lot for this job, but it's it's not it's not traveling in that capacity, like you just said, of shutting off your work email and just sort yeah. of exploring a, a real world. Like, there's a lot of people that want video games to be more realistic, but they've never really left their town. And I don't think you really have the capacity to talk mm-hmm. about how you want things to be more real when you haven't seen enough of reality. So, I mean, I, I went to Europe and I went to Barcelona and I went to uh, Paris and I went to Nice and Versailles and I took a train to Italy and I had a pizza, like a cartoon <laughs> Italian. And I said, ah, boppity boopity. rolling pin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> then you went and played some Mario and I, Strikers. I had flour all over my mustache and I got back on the train. Um, and it's it's great. And I came back and I was like, man, time to catch up on all the media I missed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I went to go buy tickets for Mad Max and I'll go see it this week. And then I'm like, you know, I'm, I better play The Witcher and I better play Splatoon and all this other stuff. Uh, and I went to play The Witcher and I got about 25 minutes in before I was kind of like, this is really boring me right now. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about why. And I'm like, why would one of the highest rated games of the year, this immersive, gigantic, incredible open world with bustling characters and beauty everywhere, be boring to me? And I think it's because like, I 
just kind of did that in real life. Like you I just went, saw like real yeah. beauty. Like yeah. I went, I went to <clears throat> a small town in Italy that I've never heard of before, and I had no map. And I walked up a um, a mountain, and there was a, a little town there with a hundred people living in it. And there was a cathedral that was like a two thousand years old. And I walked into it, and it was terrifying. And it was just a. And I'm the only person in there, and they had this this statue of dead Jesus laying there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and no one told me like it's safe. Come on in. It was just like one of the most video game things I've ever done. So you saw that, and then just went and got pizza. And that same I saw that and I got pizza and then I had a beer and I had some Nutella ice cream and I got out of there. And, uh, and it felt like I did a bunch of weird side quests in a, in, a, in a strange NPC village that I didn't know anyone and I had strange interactions with people and I bought stuff with money I didn't understand and then I left. And it was one of the most video game things I've ever done and then I'm kind of like, you know what, like this is this is it's hard to jump back into a game like that or jump back into a world like that when for the first time in a long time it's my first vacation in like 10 years mm-hmm. you know this is not me preaching you oh vac- vacation more but like it's it was nice to go do something like that and it made me come back and want to have kind of more similar experiences like that and yeah. I, I had a hard time connecting with the video game world because I think there's still so much out there to see myself yeah. and it's like again it's hard to say that in a video game podcast yeah. but that's kind of where my head is at right yeah. now yeah I don't know I, I think one of the reasons I didn't uh, something like GTA 5 didn't connect with me yeah like, I, I understood it's an amazing achievement I totally get why everyone adores it but Sort of the exploring a city part. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I do that literally every day. Every day. I except wander with around. Alcohol. Yeah, except yeah. with alcohol. <laughs> I wander around an amazing city every day. And every yep. time I travel, and to, NPCs and, yell random, crazy uh, things. Yeah, at I you. live yeah. on, like, in the worst neighborhood. Yeah. Of, like, you live in the GTA yeah. of San Francisco. <laughs> I do. Where and, you walk down the street and someone's like, hey, baby. And yeah. then a car hits somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's very GTA. Yeah. Um, but every time I, like, travel to, to LA or New York, Chicago for work, like, yeah. I just wander around those cities and experience them. And I understand, like, when I, I, I played the hell out of GTA 4, and I think that's because at the time I was, like, living – I was a college kid in Milwaukee, yep. and I wasn't traveling, and I wasn't exploring the city. Yep. And so mm-hmm. that escapism – I did that escapism through the game, whereas the escapism I look for in games now are something very different. It's not, like – I don't want to go somewhere that I could literally go by opening my front door and walking mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's exactly it. Like, to me, mm-hmm. I, escapism and realism are very different things for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to really escape into the most brilliantly beautiful, realistic world where you can run your fingers through the blades of grass because like I should be doing that myself I mean it. I look like the type of dude that would get arrested for running his fingers yeah. through the blades of grass <laughs> but still I should be like I mean if I dude if I was in a park and I started running like that's the cops would show up um, but I like I should be out and experiencing stuff and when I play a video game and I escape I want to go to like a weird crazy different alien yeah. world that I, that I can't yeah. go to mm-hmm. I want to visit like a distant planet. I want to go uh, try something artistically experimentational that's different than anything I've ever done, you know? Well, I think as as we get older, once we're past childhood, we don't learn all that much new. I mean, yeah. we learn facts, we learn things I think your brain, your brain caps at a certain but, point. Yeah, and so a lot of... I'm learn- Republican forever now. <laughs> well, that was one. But a lot of... Where's learning, my gun? <laughs> a lot of the learning we do later in life is relearning things or remembering things yeah. that we already knew and having them brought back into contrast. Mm-hmm. You know, death has that effect on us, love has that effect on us. I think that some of the best video game escapism and, and the things that still do resonate for me are the games that take me to maybe a very different kind of place and then remind me at the end or in the course of it of something about the real life that I live in that I've forgotten and that's what makes it powerful or poignant. I think about, you know, you think about the end of um, like, do you ever read the Winnie the Pooh books? Yeah. The, the yeah. A.A. Milne? You know, you yeah, those the, are dark books. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get to the end and like Christopher Spoilers Robbins like, it's like I, I have to go away now and I can never come back. Yeah. And Pooh Bear's like, I, I don't understand. And Christopher Robin has to leave him, and Pooh never understands why Christopher Robin has to go or it's why like he can't Harry come and the back. Is that, it's exactly it's like pure, It's pure fantasy, but it shows you something that you've almost managed to forget about life. Yeah. Is it to uh, teach children about death, do you think? It's no, to teach it's children to teach, about growing up. It's to teach children mm. that if an adult man has constant dreams about a bear being friends with a tiger, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's teaching everything of its, of its beauty. And that has uh, to die when right. you grow up. Up because no, it, you can't carry that with you so, in any sociable, acceptable environment. So, Winnie the Pooh analogies aside, <laughs> no, he had to grow up. That's why he had to yeah. leave and couldn't come back. And Pooh couldn't understand. Yeah. But it's it's a fantasy story that reminds <clears throat> us of something poignant about life. Video games can do that, mm-hmm. and that's when they're beautiful. But you know, again, it's, it's I, love away the, from I love where the show goes. Yeah, so what, a, yeah. what a weird little segment this is. It's was. a great segment. I, I'm beyond. So happy about yeah. it. Beyond. There's your Roper report. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, slightly different direction. More video game talk. Uh, That's right. We're back. We're back. Uh, Keith Ruiz. Oh, you, don't, you don't put these double-sided. Oh, letter, letter. What? You don't put these double-sided. You want me to read this? Yeah, you can read this. Andrew, shut up. Just <laughs> fan yourself. What are you, like why a, are you fanning yourself? Fan yourself like a, like a Byzantine You're from emperor. Texas. I'm not from you're, Texas. You're, you're literally from. I do declare. <laughs> <laughs> That's Georgia. <laughs> Whatever, he's fanning himself like he's about uh, to fall on a fainting couch. Just loosen up your corset. You shout out to out. Chris Roper. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm a new listener to the podcast, and I really only had one question. I wanted to ask, Sony insists on giving us more God of War, even if we are burned out on it, but there is one series I would love to see return instead, and in saying that, I'd love to see a sequel to the PS2 game War of the Monsters. It's no secret that kaiju are bigger than ever, no pun intended, with Pacific Rim and the like a.k.a. Godzilla, this could be the perfect time to give us a new one for the PS4. So what do you guys think? I know there are some kaiju fans among you. At least bring it up to some of the Sony guys at E3 if you get a chance. Oh, man, I love okay. that concept of us being at the bar, being like, yo, you guys like kaiju? And they're yo, like, what yeah. What do you think like, of War the Monster? You, you want to I... sink $2 million, $2 million in a year or two in a kaiju game? Yeah, I want to be that guy, absolutely. Yeah, but, totally. Okay, we, are getting, we are getting PS4 Godzilla this year, but there's no local multiplayer. Really? I, yeah, PS4 Godzilla is coming, yeah. and it's these neat like like filters put over it to make it look like old movies. And I'm like excited, and they're like, nope, you have to play. I love online. That's, a, that's a Damon Hatfield scoop. Yeah, and I just like, what, what do you do with that? I loved the uh, there was a, a one or two Godzilla fighting games on the GameCube that were oh, really yeah. dumb but really fun. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, Godzilla Destroy All Monsters is good. The old SNES fighting game is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all these weird Godzilla games. So you had like you had like Godzilla Real Time Attack Simulator yeah. where you played as like the Japanese government attacking Godzilla and uh, yeah I mean I would love you know, a Earth Defense Force that's like Godzilla oh, yeah that'd be oh, rad oh, that'd be yes. great or Man. Rampage remember Rampage Earth Defense Force another game that's Rampage, Rampage was so good when you come back well Rampage was kind of the one of the first kaiju games right yeah, yeah it was I would say first. Primal yes, Rage was also I mean uh, it, well that was dinosaurs not kaiju well they're big monsters they're big monsters and yeah, there's tiny people too, and underneath they, them they burped and flatulated farted and, and peed like on each other but there was that awesome C64 Godzilla game what was that thing called oh it was really good destroyed cities and it was fun yeah, um, no, I would, I would love that. Uh, I think like the the issue is sort of like the scale of it all, um, and how you how you sort of design that. Mm-hmm. A fighting game would be easier, like making yeah. it with destructible environments. Well, they did pull like it. Yeah, they, there was a neat two D fighter they did for the Super Nintendo. They they ported it to a few other things that wasn't as good. But the, play uh, fighter? Uh, no, no, oh. it's just a Godzilla mm-hmm. themed fighting game, like sprite based, really pretty, um, neat sound effects on but, on Super Nintendo. Yeah, it was on the Super Famicom. It never came out over. I want I want like an open world GTA style game where there's occasionally kaiju battles. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and you're just great. you're just doing missions, driving around, listening to DJ like, Premier, and all of a sudden, oh, like, so occasional kaiju. <laughs> have, you played, have you played Attack of the Friday Monsters? No, I oh, heard no. about it. Though. No, that, yeah, you're like you're like the little kid in shorty shorts from every like Godzilla movie that's wandering around in the periphery. Yeah, you play as that kid, and you're just living your everyday life. And then like once a week, kaiju show up and fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's that's really neat. Uh, that's fun, on 3ds. I think the fun thing about GTA is like they probably could. Yeah, like, there are like UFOs and stuff, right? They could yeah. throw a couple kaiju in there. Totally DLC so, kaiju DLC confirmed. What? Uh, that's not confirmed at all. That's IGN's news editor Andrew Goldfarb <laughs> just lied to you all. <laughs> um, so going back to this, what sort of dormant PlayStation series would you like to see come back? Mm. Can you think, think about that? Um, I actually really would like to see another siphon filter. Like I know it's yeah. kind of oh. become like a running thing, but like I, I think those games are really fun and they're smart. Yeah, and like I'd love to see because they took it. I mean, there was no PS3 version. There was a pretty yep. good PSP game. Or I two. believe that was the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see what. I mean, we had that that uh, sort of that fake engine demo of Medieval mm-hmm. come on leak a few weeks. Well, not leak because it wasn't real. Um, but like that's one of those series. Like they put a lot behind that. I'd be in- interested in. Like see. Uh, Someone doing something with Maximo again. Yeah, it makes you wonder. Oh yeah, uh, man, that'd be fun. It makes you wonder what they were planning with PlayStation All Stars. Like if they were planning to kind of kick off a couple of those franchises. Yeah, to see how the response to some of those characters were. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking about stuff that just showed up on PlayStation platforms and nowhere else, I I would still kill for a Einhander sequel. I'm never going to get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, That'd be wonderful. Yeah, there's a lot. Bushido Blade. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of PS1 games, and there's stuff like Tomba and and Parappa. I I would want something like. Yeah, have they not made a new Parappa game? That's weird. Well, I mean, you got. You've got Grim yeah. Lammy and then nothing yeah. after that, right? I would sure. want something with Ape Escape. Like I feel like that's yeah. a, that's a that's a franchise that went in so many weird diagonals. Like it was sort of like the WarioWare or Monkey Ball, where they just started slapping the name on it and it didn't actually yeah. mean anything anymore. The, remember when Super Monkey Ball was actually like that was, good a, that was like yeah. Super Mario was, Super Monkey Ball one and two were like some yes, of the best games. Sure. Did yeah. you know that Justin Davis, who works in our office, was like third in the world <laughs> at competitive Super Monkey Ball? Yep. 
he, and he everything went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> he also owns touchfuzzygetdizzy.com. Touch, yeah, touchfuzzygetdizzy, and I think yep. another couple. Mm-hmm. Also, crackhor.com goes to IGN. <laughs> and, and stormtroopers.com, right? Stormtroopers, yeah. yeah, as yeah. As but yeah, cool. Ape Escape. Yeah. yeah. Beyond. We'll see. Do you think any... What? <laughs> uh, we'll see if any of those are going to be at E3. Uh, my guess... No, they won't. Thanks, yeah. Keith. <laughs> the PlayStation press conference is just Tomba and Super Monkey Ball. Everyone's <laughs> like horribly disappointed. Um, <clears throat> you, you, you picked this one, Brian. You want to read this last one? Yeah, letter? sure. Yeah. So obviously uh, a small independent gathering of creative like-minded people is happening in the downtown Los Angeles uh, regional area in two weeks at a small hotel called E3. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite hotel. There are – there's a hun- literally thousands of press conferences this year. Literally. Um, now, Alex asks, are E3 press conferences worth it? Hello, Beyond Crew. Beyond, two things to ask. First, do you think press conferences like the ones done at E3 are worth doing anymore? Would a Nintendo-style event be more useful for consumers? Are the live events worth it? Although I personally love the hype and content IGN creates around E3, I think it's not worth all the money the game companies put into the press events. I would rather see them invest in making more games. <laughs> Secondly, Marty, it's been nine months. Where is the Duck Dynasty review we were promised? I just got to know if I should pick it up or not. <laughs> Beyond, it's Alex, San- Soundman5000 on PSN. And go add him and play games with him. Talk to play Duck Dynasty with him. He obviously needs people to play with. <laughs> e- E3 transforms into the buildup for Christmas for me. Yeah, uh, right. I, I realize this is terribly unprofessional, and I don't care. I get yeah. really, really excited about E3. No, and any of us who don't get excited yeah. shouldn't. Be yeah, we're enthusiast yeah, press. Yeah, yeah, I know. I like just, people, I see people who are really jaded about E3, and it is a crazy workload from this side. But like, I know this is like my I think ninth, eighth or ninth. This is my um, seventh. Is it really or not? But do you yeah, went I went to, in high school. I you went, went to two uh, as, as... You played StarCraft went, Ghost. Yeah, I went in 2000... So I went as a high school senior. I went to the. you said Star Fox. I was like, geez, how long has he been doing <laughs> he it? He played Star, Star Fox 64. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went in 2004, 2005, 2006, and then 11, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. However many that is. Um, anyway, that aside, like, I, yeah, I still get excited. And I think... Yeah. Uh, it is like that press conference day, like two weeks from today, is like the yeah. most fun day of the year to do yeah. this job. I mean, that yeah. being said, I've been to, I mean, all the press conferences, obviously, save for Bethesda and Square because these are new this year. Mm-hmm. I've been in the audience of all the other ones at yeah. one point or another. Uh, honestly, watching them uh, stream them, watching them stream on IGN is just as good as being in that room. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. To be honest, like there is something about that energy, but there's also... Like, hey, you, a lot of times you're in the back. Like, yeah, it's cool to be live at a, at a basketball game in the back, but you know where you get a better view in front of your TV. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. I've, I've actually, actually never been to one of the actual live. I've been to like Gamescom conferences, but I've never been to any three conferences in yeah. person. I'm always in the oh, board. really? Yeah. Oh, oh man, I've been, I've been to tons. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually the last Nintendo one. Yeah. yeah, I was too. I feel like my problem with. Uh, a lot of the press conferences is that being in, I mean, actually being there, I think press conferences are fine. I mean, we talked about this in the show a couple weeks ago, how they're really stupid and awkward, but they, mm-hmm. they do a good job of sending the message out. But being in the room feels really disingenuous because mm-hmm. I'm almost always convinced that there's plants. Yeah, oh yeah, not yeah, like plants, not, absolutely. Not like, Ferns, ferns. Well, the but like, is so like fervent, like they're so excited. Yeah, yeah. and because someone's like, and that's why we're happy to announce that the PlayStation family continues to grow. And people are like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a grown family. I really love the PlayStation. Like, it's just don't do that. No one does that unless you work for the company. Yeah. And then like, the, you do get. You do that kind of get that kind of awkwardness, which is really funny. I love that. That's palpable and beautiful when yeah. it's just somebody. No, I, I like that. I want to roll back for a second to what you said. Do you feel like they're they're actually well done? Because I think more often than not, I think about uh, yeah. sixty forty, they're bad. Oh, I, I, watch I agree. Them, but I think that that I'm often shocked by how poorly a lot of them come off considering the amount of planning that goes into them. They more, have, more they so, have high highs and low lows. Well, yeah. So more so than the amount of planning, I think it's shocking that the amount of backlash they get uh, still continues to help produce and create new versions of the exact same mistakes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. people make press conferences where there are just laughable parts. Like some guy comes out and he's like, I'm Mr. Caffeine I love coffee. <laughs> and we're like, die, what are you doing? Stop it. Show us your game trailers. Like, yeah. Or like Pele's like, I really like children. So that's why uh, this is soccer game. And we're like, what are you doing? Stop. Or Sean White's like, here's pictures of my family trip. Like, don't. <laughs> no, like don't do it. And then they do that yeah. every year and they keep making more of them. And we're all making fun of them in the sidelines. And now there's Twitter where there's millions of people being like, this is the worst thing I've yeah. ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the one thing you have to keep in mind is that the, the parts of the conference we love are great. Yeah. But the conference is also for the buyers at Walmart. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You yes. want to be like, and oh, Madden's going to sell 
a bajillion copies. Yep. Most of us don't care about the Madden E3 demo, but I bet during that EA conference they're going to devote ten minutes to it because that the whoever buys games no, it's, from it's, Walmart it's and Best Buy are going to be like, it's yep, some guy yep. with like a Bluetooth earpiece, and he's like, you see that Pele game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, it's that's, Pele, and he's got his own soccer game. That's why I think yeah, Alex, order a million of them. <laughs> I think Alex has the right idea uh, in this email, which is that Nintendo's consumer-facing direct is really interesting, mm-hmm. and it, it it does kind yeah. of redefine what these conferences are meant to do. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, like, I think E3 is becoming increasingly irrelevant. Yeah. Um, I think Gamescom slowly gets bigger every year, and I think uh, having it open to consumers is a big deal. I think, like, the reason shows like PAX have been able to do so well is because, like, gaming has become more than just... It's, like, a huge billion-dollar industry, and people... Part of that is the community around it, and is that, like, they should be probably be open to the public. And I think these, like... Very small focused trade shows like GDC or DICE can still exist, but E3, the spectacle of it, has kind of been replaced by these consumer shows. And so I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll be really curious to see where E3 is in like five can, years. Can I ask you any inside baseball question on that? I, I wonder. Can you? No. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely no, not. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes, please. Okay, thank you. Um, so since I can, uh, <laughs> behind the curtain uh, there. So even with the spectacle, do you think the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on in D3 is worth the trouble? I mean, uh, we're, yes, we're talking about the spectacle end, and that's what gets everybody excited. It's a free commercial. they got free commercial time since everybody's there. Yeah. But do you think the business and stuff that does happen on that floor still justifies the existence well, of the company? I, I mean, like, the meetings are always going to happen. But, like, when it was tiny and in Santa Monica and split between hotels, that business still happened. But didn't like, everybody yeah. hate it? Every, of, of course. They, it was a huge catastrophe. And, like, I understand why they brought E3 back in its current form. But it's also, like, those business meetings are just as likely to happen at GDC or DICE or just privately in offices. Like, yeah, yeah I think E3 is a time when everyone's in the same place. And I still love it. And I'm giddy like a child walking the floor. And I like that there's, like, this weird constant to it like you always know where ea's booth is and like nintendo's in the same place and sony's in the same place like i i get some kind of weird like happiness from it it's like a Mm -hmm. security blanket event for me like every e3 is you know different but it it has these like sameness to it yeah and you go through that like we know it's going to be very long days yes whether you're working in the war room whether you're working back on home team you know whether you're on the show floor it's going to be very long arduous days i mean hell even if you're if you're watching the streams it's a a full day especially this year because it's it leads into sunday and tuesday yeah Yeah. and now and now like if you're uh, what is it tuesday morning you're watching nintendo Oh, and, and Square, Square God at the same help time. You like Nintendo at Square, yeah. yeah, yeah. One on, one's on your phone, the other mm-hmm. one's on a monitor. No, they're, if they're your boss is there, he's fired. Well, yeah, but the yeah, the, the push up. Yeah, um, I'm doing wiki coverage for both those at the same time. I'm still trying to figure. That should out be how fun. Work. You got yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> but there is there's this note. I mean, he uh, Alex Soundman five thousand asks here about you know them sort of investing the money towards making more games. The amount of money that goes into marketing and and sales and stuff like that in this industry is staggering. Yeah. Like yeah. it's actually, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a significant portion of, of game budget. Sure. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and this, yeah. this is all part of that. To get so. on the, the sides of buses in San Francisco and yeah. to get uh, trailers during the NBA Finals. Like, to be yeah. painted to a, on the side of the Figaro Hotel. hotel or, yeah, to like, right. yeah, or the top like, of E3, which yeah. is like Call of Duty. Just take all, all their money and they just throw yeah. it right up there. Every yeah. single and that's year, why yeah. I don't think it's necessarily going away anytime soon. Like, obviously, yeah. like, it is... E3 is here for years to come. I yeah. just yeah. think... Uh, there are trends that I think, like, I, I'll be curious to see, like, now that there are, like, 755 packs, like, I'll be curious to see, like, what kind of the breaking point is. Like, where the consumer shows versus the trade shows. Like, like, South was almost that breaking point. Yeah. yeah I think we're yeah. getting close. Well, I yeah. think it's, it's what happens is there becomes more shows and there becomes less at each show. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, but now, but now Sony's got Paris Game Week, and they've also mm-hmm. got their Sony, their Sony Con they did this year. Yeah. Oh, PlayStation, yeah, yeah. 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 or last year, whatever it was. Yeah. So I mean, there's a yeah, lot. Go this year. There's, it's everything's kind of spread out. I, I like I said, we talked about the Nintendo thing. I do like the their style of direct. I actually, what I appreciate more from it is the frequency of it, like the fact that we got a mini direct today. Yep. Um, and we'll get another one, another one in E3. And it's and we'll cool. get another like one the direct was that. able to highlight smaller games. Yeah. Like it was like yeah. the Dr. Mario thing and Chibi Robo. <laughs> so I'd love to see Sony do stuff like that, which every couple of weeks or every couple of months, they're just like, hey, here's a half an hour of what we're working on. Especially if uh, Shuhei hosts it, I would watch anything. Yep. It could yeah. just be him reading a list of products. Yeah. <laughs> Shuhei and Ryan Clements, best mm-hmm. friends forever. Yes. All right. I got side note. I got really excited when Shuhei tweeted that there was a Bloodborne DLC coming. I'm super excited about that. Very cool. DLC. I bet you're gonna cut. You're gonna just cut a, a wolf open. Oh yeah, oh, you fight a whole wolf inside of a. Be over. Like I a saw tauntaun? someone tweet out. They said, "What I want the DLC to be is all of those coffins that are chained up in the game. Oh god, the chains open up, 
<laughs> and like throughout the whole game. That is horrifying. <laughs> so it's just like hundreds of coffins. Oh my god, that's horrifying. <laughs> that's what I want. Um, Did you get into that game? I haven't even tried it. I haven't oh, man. been home to play a console in so long. Okay. That's because you've been in other people's I'm a, homes. I'm a traveling man. Yeah, yeah. You are a squatter. Um, <laughs> well, that was good. We, uh, that, was good. that was a good little show. We're going to yeah. end yeah. with, uh, I'll do my uh, PlayStation Essential. I bet uh, I can pick. guess what it is. Yep, it's written there. It's literally right there with an exclamation and point And it teased it earlier. Yeah, and it teased well, no, it earlier. The, only, the thing written with an exclamation point after it is Marty. <laughs> nope, the thing right here is Tearaway with an exclamation point. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's Both have them. You monster. Uh, yes, so I think the first portable... Entry into this? I guess you said Guacamole, which could be. I oh, said and you said Persona, Persona 4 Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. All right, so the, the first Persona, Persona the 4 first Gordon? Side of five for The hunt uh, for fish sticks. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tearaway. Oh, that's so good. Um, it, which, in my opinion, is the best Vita game, mm-hmm. as much as I love Persona yeah. 4 Whoa. Gordon. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's a pretty easy argument. Tearaway is, Media Molecule, I think, was the only studio that, that took all of the weird things about the Vita that people tried to shoehorn, mm-hmm. like back touch, people tried to shoehorn camera stuff, microphone yep. stuff, uh, and Media Molecule built a game around it where it didn't feel forced, mm-hmm. it actually felt like a part of the game, and just the way that game breaks the fourth wall just constantly in new and surprising ways mm-hmm. from... All of a sudden, you look up in the sun, and that's you, or your fingers going through the back of the screen in order to help uh, Iota. And, and even like little yeah. things, like there will be a cool environmental thing, and it's like, oh, like jump on that thing, and then you realize it's like the triangle button, or like no. Yeah. Like, in some ways, it's a very Nintendo school of game design. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're, they're just like, hey, let's look at all, let's look at all the neat features of this thing, and just figure out what's fun for each of them, and that's sure. what the game will be. I, I think I. I, uh, I I'm a persona devotee to the mm-hmm. core for the for the best game on the platform, but but Tearaway I think is the most original. Yeah, uh, and that's and, and striking. That's that one of those games where it's like I'm super happy that Tearaway Unfolded's coming to to PS4, which maybe we'll see more of uh, at E3, because mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those games that is so incredible that not enough people got to play just because of the the lack of of Vitas out there. What was and it? I it hope was it, like, it was like. Twenty-one thousand units or something got something moved. Like, like super, super something of just yeah. like yeah, like just it, it was I, it was below abysmal. It was just actually tragic, and, and, which yeah. is a shame because yeah. it reviewed so well. Yeah. Like yeah. the reviews were like incredible. Yeah, like I love that game. I will be very like I can't wait to play Unfolded because I'm curious to see if it can how it translates. Yeah, yeah, like if it can yeah. maintain that feeling because honestly, for me, like the touch stuff was surprising and so just happy and pleasant yeah, and, and sort interesting. Of like it was that game that was great to play. It, like, it had this intimacy to it where like you wanted that, that world literally in your hands because that's yes, the whole thing. I know. Like, that yeah. was what the game was about and it was about like being close to it. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so glad you said that. There, there are certain games, I think one of the reasons that only certain genres work on PC really well, for mm-hmm. example, is just having that monitor right there sure. in front of your yep. face makes such a difference. I think Tearaway, that's a perfect example of the yeah. same kind of thing. It's well, it was right the, it was that sort of like tangibility to everything of, yeah. of the, uh, the believing that this entire world could be constructed. Yeah, you know, yes. like even like the water, the ripples in the water. Like, yeah. there are so many details walking around that world where I'm like, oh, that is so cute and clever. Mm-hmm. And it gets hard. Like, some of the platforming elements later are oh, like totally. actually yeah. like legitimately challenging. And like, yeah. the very end, like towards the end, like no spoilers, yeah. or, it, as much as you can spoil it. But it just like the worlds become really varied and interesting. Mm-hmm. And it, like the puzzle solving is interesting. The mechanics, the like what I like about that game is you're constantly getting a new mechanic, mm-hmm. um, almost in that like Metroidvania style of like yeah. I am. I feel like I am expanding my tool set. Yeah. Um, and as soon as you master one, you. Become a novice at the next. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I just, I man, I love that game. I, I really yeah. want. I've wanted to replay it for a while, and I'm waiting for Unfolded mm-hmm. because I want to see how it works on PS4. Yeah, I'm super curious uh, to see if it's able to sort of maintain that same uh, level of magic. And yeah, for as great as you know, or as much as I sort of appreciate what Little Big Planet did, mm-hmm. I wasn't like I appreciated it more than I liked it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Tearaway, I'm just like, man, these guys totally. Are yes. Yeah. I totally. Tearaway is just a masterpiece. Like that yeah. game is just so 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 good and smart. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's like Jared Petty of video games. Oh, it, it, Goldford, you are so sweet. Oh my gosh. This is weird. My you ego is being stoked. Thank you. I hate you, Marty. You guys are weird. Why do you. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to balance. balance. For balance, the yin and the yang. Love and hate. I'll never um, ask you inside baseball again, Goldford. Well, thanks, man. You'll always have inside baseball. Always. And all that means, we did it. That was episode 397. We did. Do we have anything wow. else to talk about? Maybe oh, yeah, a little, we do. A little thing coming down the pipeline? Uh, a little thing yeah. coming up uh, June 27th. Mm-hmm. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I think we're all going to be there. Uh, Podcast there. Beyond episode 400 live Whoa. in San Francisco, Yay. California. Yay. Uh, tandem event with Podcast Unlocked 200. They're separate podcasts. Don't worry. People. Some people were worried that it was going to be like a giant eight-person cast of just no, screaming. Yeah. No, it's actually going to... Unlocked and then a big gap and then Beyond. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's, Are it's we going to have a rumble? It's actually going to end like, like Anchorman. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. <laughs> 
Do oh, I have man. to kill myself? Yeah, we're going to beat each other up is with consoles. I have to cut my own head off. Is that yeah, I'm going to smash a PS4 over Ryan McCaffrey's yeah. head. You heard it here first, Xbox boy. There we are. <laughs> it's going down. Oh I'm going to go get one of those big wooden things that look like a bishop that he's like, yeah. holding. Yeah, I'm kidding. There will be no fanboy wars there, just um, slightly. But yeah, it's going to be a big event. We're going to have a ton of uh, IGN past, present, and future there. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. I was at Podcast Beyond 200 as a fan and then joined the company. Mm-hmm. Miranda was at 300 as a fan. So maybe you will be at 400. That's right. We hire specifically from every 100 podcast <laughs> yeah, from, episode. From that pool. We talked yeah. about possibly revealing the news ghost. That's right. Oh, that was wow. a weird idea we had. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were, I looked at you. Do we know like, who he is? He was, yes, he was yes, in yes. Italy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be amazing. There's going to be a it's just a dude with a sheet. Exactly. Get weird. <laughs> me. <laughs> Uh, meet and greet podcasts, really cool original stuff. Hugs uh, and kisses. Hugs, kisses, really drugs. Fun. It's gonna be it's gonna no, be no awesome. drugs. Uh, we are finalizing our Eventbrite for for the event. We're going to have it up shortly. I mean, very shortly. I think mm-hmm. Brian and I literally just missed a meeting about that. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. Who cares? Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, follow us uh, on Twitter. We're going to uh, – we'll let you guys know as soon as it up. Uh, as soon as all those details are up. <coughs> I yeah. am at McBiggity. Uh, Brian, you are at Agent Bizzle. That's right. Andrew, you are at Garfep. And Jared, you are at Petty, comma, Jared. Indeed, indeed I am. One and word. the comma's all spelled yeah. out. Also, yeah. uh, can I shill before we get off? Shill, shill away. Shill away. Yeah, uh, IGN Wiki is looking for Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, MCU. input uh, when an Avengers number two from 1963. Uh, is that so, a comic book? Yeah, it's a comic book. How much is that worth? Second issue Avengers, uh, about four twenty-five for the uh, four dollars wow. twenty-five cents for four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Uh, we're giving that uh, away. Uh, the yeah, we're giving that away. Uh, the, the best contributor, go to uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki. You are not eligible. Can I just break a bunch of embargoes uh, if, and put it in the wiki. Uh, and see me after. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, they, but yeah, uh, the, it's uh, the first prize is uh, Avengers number two uh, from nineteen sixty-three. Holy, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's in uh, it's in VGF condition. It's very couldn't nice get number one, huh, Jared? No, we couldn't. It's a fantastic uh, prize. That's the answer to that. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and some other prizes too. But if you're into comic books, if you're into Agent Carter, or Agents of Shield, or any of the movies, go on down there and uh, please uh, take a look around. Yeah, so, keep uh, read all the news on IGN. That's what Andrew's working on. Uh, yep. Brian's got a bunch of cool original videos. Well, you're getting back yep. in the fold, but I'm sure you're gonna have a bunch of cool stuff leading up to you three. Busy, yeah, I'm busy. You're a busy. So, so it's good. We'll do um, a video. Can I do a video with you? Yeah. What do you want Don't to do? That. I don't know. Let's talk about it. How about I I punch you? <laughs> Absolutely. On video. Done. I'm not going to do that. It's on video. I'll hug uh, you. Brian is also on NVC, the Nintendo podcast. That's right. Listen to that. I'm on Unlocked, the Xbox podcast. Listen to that. Download or uh, buy IGN Prime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because it's good. It's good. You get some free games, but you also get rid of ads. And it helps keep the lights on. Yeah. 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 And it helps keep us podcasting and everything. So that's fun. Yeah. Please keep us employed. Yeah. We like it. Do all that. Just be be nice to each other. Thank you for being lovely. Sign up. To oh, the Podcast Beyond Facebook group. Po- podcast Beyond so, Facebook group. That's that place right. is amazing. Everyone has nice conversations. No one, no one's ever mean. No one calls me homeless. Be excellent to one another. Yeah, Party just, on, dudes. Yeah, mm-hmm. be good. Yeah. Brian and, uh, has an album you can download for free. That's yeah. right. It's called Misanthrope. Yeah, Go right. to misanthropealbum.com, download it for free, Andrew, or pay what you want Andrew if you like it. Andrew was in Gilmore Girls for a little bit. That's right. Uh, no, I was in Gossip Girl. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to buy a Dr. Robotnik costume for Jared Petty. Oh, I, I, <laughs> we I'm in. in. If you we, buy we've it, been I this for a while. It. Someday we'll get there. This is I not a real thing. This is not a real and on that note, I just well, I want you to be ordering giant traps to fill with animals. You're on the phone. <laughs> I, I need a garbage can that can fit about se- seventy five just... squirrels. No, I, I I am totally up for this. Oh, I love you, Jared. Doctor Robotnik, Baymax for Halloween. Oh, that's that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. And on that note, beyond. 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 You guys are f-ing weirdos. <laughs>
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.